I want to say that we Afghan women and girls are not different from other women and girls around the world. We are also have the same talent. We are also have the same wishes. We are also have the same idea. I wish that one day a group of talented and young women should lead Afghanistan. We have the same rights. We are equal. Believe us, support us, and stand with us. At this moment, we honestly need your support. Die Kulturmittler, der IFA-Podcast zu Außenkulturpolitik. Hello and welcome to today's episode of IFA's podcast, Die Kulturmittler, the title of which can roughly be translated as The Cultural Conciliators. My name's Dan Wesker. A little bit over a year ago, the Taliban took over Afghanistan. But even before that, Afghanistan suffered decades of turmoil and instability. In 2021, it caused the US and other foreign forces to withdraw their military forces, diplomatic representatives, as well as civilian personnel. The Afghan people, especially women and children, have since been suffering under the strict rule of the Taliban leadership. In this podcast, I'll be talking to Nagini Yari, an Afghan civil society activist, education and peace expert, and human rights defender. She is also the director of Afghan for Tomorrow and founder of the Afghanistan Peace House organization. But let's give her a chance to introduce herself. Assalamu alaikum, everyone. Uh, thank you very much for uh, giving this opportunity to me in order to introduce myself and to be part of uh, today's podcast. Uh, I'm Nagina Yari. Uh, the peace expert, and uh, I have been work with Afghanistan civil society organizations and institutions uh, more than 11 years, and uh, I hold a bachelor degree in uh, economic. I was uh, a student of uh, a master in business administration, but uh, after the collapse uh, due to challenges and also due to restrictions uh, for women and girls in universities, I was decided to uh, leave the university. But I was engaged uh, fully in uh, peace negotiation process of Afghanistan through civil society organizations and uh, background of working with national and international organization in Afghanistan during last two decades. Nagina Yari remained in her country after the Taliban takeover in August 2021. Only recently, in March this year, she was able to leave Afghanistan. With the Taliban takeover, many human rights defenders, journalists, teachers and artists have fled the country or gone into hiding. Women and girls might be facing the worst consequences as they have been deprived of their basic human rights. I asked Nagina Yari in what situation she found herself when the Taliban took over and what made her leave the country. After the collapse and also when the Taliban took the power uh, for uh, beginning of a few months, there was a hope that the Taliban strategies might be changed and there would, might be some flexibility about the Afghan women and girls' rights. But uh, as we see that, um, unfortunately, the door of uh, school is still closed for the girls and they are not, and, and Afghan women and girls are still not able to have access for their basic rights. Uh, 
if we continue like this, uh, we would not able to uh, to survive our life and without any engagement, without any access in any economic, uh, political, and also in social activists, without women engagement, the governments uh, or, or any structure would not be able to continue their work. Uh, and it's also put them pressure to um, uh, leave the country or, still, uh, or at least stay away from uh, being engaged in any activities in Afghanistan for a while uh, to make sure that uh, what the decision will be taken by the Taliban and also by the other de facto authorities and what is a possibility and way to go forward. Despite the problems, in the past years you've worked with numerous civil society stakeholders and NGOs, including the Human Rights Research and Advocacy Consortium and also the Afghanistan Development Association. Uh, Since 2016, you are the managing director of Afghans for Tomorrow, Can you tell us more about this organization, its mission, and how it operated until August 2021? Until August 2021, my engagement with uh, different stakeholders, as I mentioned during the last 11 years that I was working with different uh, institutions, uh, our missions and our goal was working uh, in human rights perspective, uh, gender and especially women economic empowerment. Uh, through uh, our organizations, Advanced for Tomorrow, we were provided uh, technical trainings uh, on women economic empowerments. We were established a number of uh, women economic development centers, uh, small businesses opportunities, and provided small grants of businesses for rural women. And um, more than 600 women were work with us on uh, women economic empowerment centers like uh, that they were busy with their small businesses of dry fruits and also um, uh, dry uh, vegetables and uh, the other mission was equal access of boys and girls in education we will work together to find funds in order to establish and construct a school in rural area of afghanistan for the girls um, provide technical trainings for the teachers and also provide uh, free uh, classes of concord examinations or examination preparation for uh, university for girls. Right, obviously there's been an enormous change since August 2021. Could you outline how this change has, has changed your work and the organization's projects? Before August, we had a number of projects which is about um, gender women peace and security, and also women economic empowerment. But uh, when the Taliban took uh, the power, it was not clear for us that in which way we should go and what we should do. And so uh, we were uh, in close contact with our donors, but the donors was also confused that what will happen to our project because the design of our, this project was totally different. Like for women peace and security, our project was to establish a peace campaign for women and the target audience for this project was more than 5,000 women. Some of this project was handed over back to the donors and the fund was uh, refunded back to the donors but uh, a few of this project, their mandate and also their goals has been changed to humanitarian activities. In order to provide technical trainings for women, instead of these trainings, the donor was decided that uh, let's change the the audience and also the design of this project to humanitarian project and provide some uh, food assistance uh, for rural women. 
So um, currently all the project design has changed. A few and a small number of the project is only focusing on the development perspective. But the rest of activities and also the rest of the project is only focusing on humanitarian, providing the food packages, the nutrition packages, and also working on health perspective activities in Afghanistan. What actually happened to the employees from Afghans for Tomorrow when the Taliban took over and what is their current reality? Honestly, the history of our employees is different from one family to another families. Before the collapse, we had more number of the female staff. And uh, they were also very happy and, and our female staff was working in very high positions. But when the collapse happened, our female employees was decided to uh, leave the work at the beginning. And then they were decided to leave the country. And then they were asked us that we have to give them um, SIV letters or we have to introduce them to uh, some of uh, opportunities uh, to evacuate them. But um, the the problem was not only from um, their family members. The, uh, the problem was also from those pressures that the Taliban was also put on the female. So for more than uh, 20 of our female staff, due to the pressure of society and also pressure from their family mem- members, they were decided to resign from their positions. But uh, for the rest, uh, they're still continuing their operation inside the country. And currently we have more than 35 female staff and also um, more than 85 male staff that they are uh, working on different positions in our humanitarian uh, activities inside the country. So uh, it it has a, a negative impact because uh, their salary and also their allowances decreased due to lack of fund and also due to a big change which has uh, happened in the banking sector and also in the fund system for Afghanistan. But still uh, we are operating and still our employees are uh, continuing their work in Afghanistan. That's inside the country. In what way is it still possible for you and for other exiled human rights defenders to support and engage with the Afghan people who are still living in Afghanistan? The working possibility virtually is possible. Currently, we are also fully engaged with uh, our human rights defenders and also with our uh, civil society activists. But um, after August, uh, conducting any advocacy conferences and also attending any in-person meetings in order to discuss on human rights perspective and also on women access uh, was not possible inside the country because due to uh, restriction on women and human rights defenders inside the country. But still, uh, there is a lot of possibility to work, to engage with the people and especially with the defenders, to talk with them and provide opportunity of uh, small grants for our defenders that they are under threats and to find ways and funds and grants for those small angels that they are not able to operate themselves or they're facing with lack of funds. We are advocating that we have to find some small grants and small opportunities for those women-led organizations, especially at the rural and far provinces, that they should keep their activities sustainability and we should operate them only on some administrative and operation costs. Before August 2021, Afghan civil society activists were engaged in all national and international debates and attended conferences such as the Geneva Conference on Afghanistan in 2020. I was informed by Ms. Yari that during the peace negotiation process, advice given by Afghan human and women's rights defenders was ignored. 
Afghan activists were already under threat and a huge number of defenders were arrested by the Afghan government. Many were killed during suicide attacks. I asked Nagina Yari how she would define the Afghan civil society before 2021, especially the role of women. Women and also uh, activists and defenders played a very wonderful role before the 2021. And on that time, more than 5,000 organizations was registered with Ministry of Economy, with Ministry of Justice, that they were only work on human rights and uh, women rights perspective in Afghanistan. There was lots of opportunity of the funding as well. So the organization and also the civil society organization were not only engaged in humanitarian perspective. We had area of working on uh, justice, on uh, anti-corruption, on economic empowerment, on SDG. A broad uh, umbrella was available for activists to uh, have a part and to be in inclusive processes. Like an election process, most of the inter national and international organization of the Afghan civil society was uh, played a positive role, like the Transparent Election Foundation of Afghanistan. Uh, they were fully engaged during the election process of Afghanistan, uh, provided a, a very uh, transparent report and focus on uh, political engagement of the uh, women in different areas of the election. The defender situation and also the civil society situation before the clubs uh, was very meaningful. Now we can see that lots of the defenders and also uh, Afghan civil society uh, lifted the country or they already evacuated. So um, now a very few number of these activists are playing a role in Afghanistan, but they are not also able to raise their voices publicly. The, the Taliban takeover isn't the first crisis under which the country and its people are suffering. The past 40 years were marked by different political systems and ideologies, foreign occupation, various international interventions or civil war. What is this doing to a society that has experienced more than four decades of war and crisis? Unfortunately, still our politicians and also leaders is not able to find the exact challenge and the exact problem. Afghanistan might be one of the countries in the world that they are building everything, but after each 10 years, after each five years and 20 years, we are going back to zero. Those foundation and also those investment, which was done in last two decades, it's a huge amount. But uh, within 24 hours, everything just gone to down. We lost everything, honestly. One of the big achievements during the last two decades was the banking system of Afghanistan. But today we are near to the big crisis of our bank. We have not found what's the exact problem. Our people, honestly, are so tired of war. And every regime which is coming to Afghanistan, people hope that, okay, it will be bring a positive change in our life. But still, Afghanistan, after spending more than billions and billions of dollars on different areas, different sectors, but still we are depends on the fund. There might be lack of management, lack of technical and also honest leaders for Afghanistan. 
and there is no long-term strategy of uh, working for Afghanistan and also there might be a lack of uh, good relationship and good governance of Afghanistan with uh, international community and exact strategy and policy of um, Afghanistan to how to build the diplomacy and how to stop this war and how to make sure about equal access of all uh, groups of uh, people of Afghanistan. It's mostly not the Afghan war. It's a strategic war. Right, so we've we've talked about the changes, um, albeit unwelcome changes. Uh, which values and structures or ideas have survived and still exist today? During last two decades, there was different values. The value is different from region to region of Afghanistan. Women rights for education is a kind of value for Afghan people. Our jirga was a value for Afghanistan. As we see that a woman played a positive role in all regime in Afghanistan and in political engagement. But those values that have been built by civil society activists, which was about freedom of speech and equal engagement of women and men in different perspectives of Afghanistan society, and uh, a good governors, a kind of accountability. This was also value for our society. Our uh, laws, rules and regulations which have been uh, written and have been uh, decided to implement it during the last two decades is also a kind of value for our people. Our culture still exists in rural area and also in different regions of Afghanistan. In other hand, that in most of the village, violence against women, unfortunately, is getting normalized. Uh, it also might have different uh, reason. We try a lot to keep values that have been built during last two decades sustainable, but uh, due to different uh, reason, as I mentioned, that that the war affected, the strategic war affected, and also the collapse affected. These values is not exist anymore in Afghanistan. Value for education rights, value for human rights, value for women rights activists and also those foundation and values that have been built by civil society, especially on freedom of speech and uh, other perspective of uh, uh, civil society activists do not exist. Can you see or put quite simply uh, what strategies and possibilities exist to work with the Taliban in the long run? Any change might have a positive and negative impact in a country. But if a group or if a government wanted to stay for a long period of time, they should build a very strategic and also a very honest relation with the people to have a positive engagement and accept the international rules and regulation of international community and to provide those opportunities for the people inside the country that they should stay with the governments and they should support with the, the government. It's also not too late. It's not too late to tell that, oh, everything is gone. But to work with the Taliban, uh, it will be better that, again, international community should help Afghan people and work on bringing a positive change on policies, positive collaboration and coordination and engagement of the people in the government structures. Every Afghan today is asking about the inclusivity of the government and also engagement of the women. 
What further actions would you want to see taken from the international community when it comes to human rights and in particular to women's rights in Afghanistan? I think there should be a further engagement of international community with the Taliban and also with the de facto authorities. Because it's not about history of the 15 or 10 human rights defenders. It's about the history of all women and girls in Afghanistan, about the rights of all women and girls in Afghanistan. Today, those statements and also those debates that the international community is conducting within these uh, Western countries is not help us. The thing which has helped us so that the international community should start and open the floor of a debate with the de facto authorities and with different leaders of the Taliban at international level. And they should ask from the women rights scholars, women rights defenders, and also some other Islamic countries that they are respecting for the uh, women rights in their countries and bring those Islamic countries also in the debate. It's very important that we should have a practical engagement of international community, Islamic countries, and they should advocate for the rights of Afghan women and girls. But why it's going like this? I think that the good way is to have further engagement and bring them to the table and talk with them and ask them about the priority thing of the Doha agreement that they have been done because in Doha agreement they highlighted that we respect for the women rights and so we should ask them about accountability of the uh, Doha agreements or we should an international community should ask them that where is the women rights in Afghanistan. Afghanistan is not alone in its struggle to find peace and implement basic human and women's rights. In its neighbouring country, Pakistan, women are also suffering under domestic and economic abuse and its connection to the Taliban. I asked Nagini Yari whether she notices if the Taliban governance in Afghanistan is having an impact on its neighbouring countries. Pakistan's played a very a big role in all decades of Afghanistan. But unfortunately, both of the countries were not able to build a positive and, um, and a very effective um, diplomacy within two countries. When during last two decades, the improvement and also the possibility of the work which has been done in Afghanistan, it also had a positive impact on Pakistan. Today also the same. Any things which is decided about uh, the rights of Afghan women and girls and also any restriction that the Taliban government put on the women and girls will have a direct impact on our neighborhood countries as well. It will affect Pakistan also, it will affect Iran also because there is some uh, similar ideology within Pakistan from the Taliban Pakistani. And that's why I was focusing on further engagement of Islamic countries about the Afghan women rights because if they are not put attention they will survive the same things and they will see and they will experience the same days that today Afghanistan and especially our women are experiencing. Talking about the experiences of women in Afghanistan I watched a news report recently about the sharp increase in premature births due in part to hunger and stress. The report concentrated on the strain on a relatively non-existent service. Uh, Due to the funding being withheld because of the Taliban and 
Considering the strong role that religion plays, what are your hopes of a realistic balance with the Taliban? It's all about lack of funding and also lack of transparent funding for Afghanistan, we can say like this. This, the hunger and also the poverty is increased a lot in different areas of Afghanistan, especially in rural area. The big problem is about recognition. And uh, because the recognition is not uh, done yet, that's why we are not uh, able to fund on development area of Afghanistan. So that's why the uh, hunger and also the other poverty uh, in different area of Afghanistan is increasing day by day. The positive role which is religious can play is about increasing awareness among the people of Afghanistan. Today we see that, uh, especially in rural area, people is most believe on uh, mullahs and also on religious elders. I think the realistic balance with the Taliban would be that they should uh, advocate for the rights of hunger people and also the religious elders should conduct awareness through their mosque for the peoples. And uh, I think those policies that um, Taliban is announcing, which is against the rules and regulation of the international community, they should focus more and they should rethink about these uh, policies and they should not put lots of restriction on people of Afghanistan, especially on women uh, and girls of Afghanistan. The only people that they, they are paying the cost is people of Afghanistan. Uh, not international community and not the Taliban. And your wishes, it's perhaps an obvious question, but what do you wish for the future of Afghan girls and women? I want to say that we Afghan women and girls are not different from other women and girls around the world. We also have the same talent. We also have the same wishes. We also have the same idea I wish that one day a group of talented and young women should lead Afghanistan. And I wish that the future leadership should be built by Afghan women and girls. And the world should not do a kind of project businesses for on the rights of Afghan girls. We have the same rights. We are equal. Believe us, support us, and stand with us. At this moment, we honestly need your support. The female Afghan politician and journalist Shukriya Baraksai once said, I want my country back. How do you feel about that? And what would this Afghan country look like if you had the choice? I want my country back. It means that we want that our Afghan women and girls should be able to go back to school. We should have our women at the leadership level. We should see our young journalists back in the TV. We should see that our people have the same freedom of speech. We should see that how the private and government universities is running and how these girls are attending these universities and how women and girls is working with the civil society and also with the other perspective. We should see that how these flowers is just dancing on the street. I mean that how we see that the people with the happy faces that they are not thinking about their pocket money, they are not thinking about the foods that they needed on the house, everything that they are thinking about it today, but they had it yesterday. They should only focus on future of Afghanistan, and we should have a very bright future for Afghanistan. We want our country back. 
we want our rights back. We want to see that how our girls is protected and how they are going to school back and how they are working back and how we, we should see our uh, youngest and talented, and talented politicians back, especially women politicians back in their positions. Thank you. My thanks go to you, Nagini Yari, who is leaving us with these powerful words and who has provided us with a vivid insight into her important work as an Afghan civil society and human rights activist during these difficult times. Women are put under a lot of restrictions and prohibitions. Girls are still not allowed to go to school or university. Nagini Yari hopes that the international community will continue to support the Afghan people and make the Taliban leaders reconsider the rights of women. And that's it for this episode. One last thing before we go. The next issue of IFA's magazine, Kultur Austausch, coming out in October, will focus on Afghanistan, particularly on women. For any suggestions, critique and wishes, feel welcome to email us at podcast at ifa.de. My name's Dan Wesker. Thanks for listening and take care. Die Kulturmittler, der IFA-Podcast zu Außenkulturpolitik.